The movement in St. John's or St. Luke's Gospel is from the infancy narratives through the preparation for Jesus' public ministry on to his public ministry in Galilee. Then we read about his long and last journey to Jerusalem through his ministry in Jerusalem and ultimately to his suffering, death, and resurrection. In the beginning of chapter 9, immediately preceding today's gospel passage, in preparation for his journey to Jerusalem, we read of Peter's confession or profession of faith and the first prediction of Jesus' impending passion. We hear of the conditions of discipleship. We see the transfiguration of Jesus which explicitly associates the transfiguration with his passion and his resurrection, and we hear of the second prediction of Jesus' passion and death. The first line of this morning's gospel passage from chapter 9 provides the transition from his public ministry in Galilee to his journey to Jerusalem, his passion, death, and resurrection. We heard, as the time approached when Jesus was to be taken from this world, he firmly resolved to proceed toward Jerusalem. Jerusalem is that holy city, the city of hope and of promise, with its temple which is the very locus of God's dwelling among and in the midst of his holy people. This is the same Jerusalem, though, who killed the prophets sent by God and whitewashed their tombs, whose people so, so often close their ears and their hearts to the Lord, hardening their hearts against God. The final section of Luke chapter 9 begins this journey of Jesus to the holy city of David, a way that leads to his death on the cross, but through death to glory and victory, exaltation, life, and our salvation and redemption. The doctrine of the cross and the teaching on the conditions of discipleship, together with the Lord's example, will lead his followers to suffering, to offering them the opportunity for full consecration of their lives and oblation to the Father, in obedience to his divine will and plan, all in imitation of Christ. The way leading to Calvary is always linked to the cross of Jesus and to the cross with Jesus. Discipleship to which Jesus invites his followers is wholehearted and total. It is without hesitation or turning back, forsaking all because of the pearl of great price which we have discovered. It includes keeping our gaze, our hearts, our thoughts, and our whole being fixed on Jesus, who is the perfecter of our faith. 
The following of Jesus in all things, both great and small alike, is to take precedence over our ways and our wills, over the endless enticements of the world and its offerings, and the countless, seemingly endless possibilities which lie before us, for which society says, keep your options open, put off commitment as long as you possibly can. The story of the call of Elisha by by Elijah in the first book of Kings provides for us a type or a model for Christian discipleship. In placing his hair shirt mantle, which is part of the official dress of a prophet, over Elisha, Elijah is offering an invitation or an investiture to follow him and to take up the work and the word of God, a service to be sure that will confront and challenge, bless as well as mediate the presence and the will of God. Elisha's sacrificial meal on the spot, shared by his neighbors, accompanied by the destruction of his farming implements, that which was his very livelihood, hope, and promise for the future, bespeak of the immediacy of his response, of his trust and his faith in Elijah and ultimately in God, and of his renunciation of the possessions of life for the new vocation which lies before him. The story of Elijah and Elisha hints at the calling of the apostles and the immediacy of their response, as well as Jesus feeding the multitude with the few loaves of bread and the few number of fish, and I dare suggest is an eschatological vision of the end time, where the things of this life and this world will be transformed at the banquet of heaven, where wisdom will dress her table with rich, fine, choice meat and wine. I'd also like to suggest that the story sets the stage, as it were, for the revelation of Jesus, he who is gentle and humble of heart, who invites us to learn from him and to take rest in him whose yoke is easy, whose burden is light, as we are invited to be yoked to or bound together with him in love. In embracing the yoke and the burden of discipleship, we put ourselves at the service of God and of one another, as St. Paul writes. Two daunting, ever-posed questions present themselves this day and cry out for our attention and our response. Will we follow Jesus or not? And What is holding us back right now from following him wholeheartedly and unreservedly? May the Holy Eucharist strengthen us this day to heed the voice of Jesus and so respond.